The following show contains spoilers for the Applebee's episode of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. again. Welcome back to RNG Show. Uh, It's the podcast that we all host here on the internet. Uh, We talk about Survivor. We do a fantasy draft at the beginning of the season and the middle, apparently. We did a redraft last episode. Uh, Definitely check that out if you haven't yet and you're here. Uh, But we're going to talk about the merge episode here of Survivor 42. Uh, really, really strong episode, and it was fun to kind of look at it through the new perspective of having some different people on all of our teams. But yeah, it was a long episode. We filled out, you know, two hours of real time to, uh, you know, watch this all the way through, and it was a good one. Uh, so like right on the surface, what did you all think? It was probably yeah. the best episode of Survivor in a long time. Yeah, probably yeah. since David versus Goliath stuff, honestly. I completely agree. It was uh, just did everything that a Survivor episode could ever do, and it did it all really well and naturally, and actually with room to breathe for all these different aspects, and uh, really let the cast shine as well without, you know, forcing too much of a narrative and all that and just like there's really really interesting stuff across the board including gameplay as well it's not just the relationships yeah and and you know of course you have to acknowledge that the merge is going to give like some more content that they can put into a longer episode in terms of people like meeting each other for the first time or trying to scramble together alliances and that's not necessarily something you could get every single episode but in this situation uh, it was really the like correct decision for them to choose the longer episode format, and it just really made like each individual really shine, and we got a really great perspective of some of the relationships that we might see going forward in the game. I agree. So yeah, pretty pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, I think what's so for this episode, it's very similar to what we had last season. Uh, and Jeff takes the time to kind of pull us aside <laughs> and tell us <laughs> about the hourglass and how the mechanic works. Can't believe they worked. left this on the uh, episode. <laughs> how it worked out last season and some of the changes that are being made uh, for this season. But ultimately, the the biggest change it seems like is the Applebee's. Yep, <laughs> huge change. Uh huh. Because really, right, the right. other two weren't uh, the other two were just like you know it was like informed to the other players that they might do something that will influence the game somehow but this is very vague so this time around applebee's is back (laughs) Uh, let's go so is that it but otherwise it's the same challenge uh and I guess the reason we're like just getting right into the challenge is because we kind of like just start the episode with it, really. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's the same big boulder challenge, right? And of course, we're all looking to Jonathan to see how Jonathan does uh, <laughs> here, and you know, of course, he just totally is excelling. They even give him like the Survivor theme song. <laughs> yeah, when they drop the theme. 
<laughs> you know it's crazy. It's like, he's the main character. Look at him go. He's so good at challenges. <laughs> so that's funny. But they also managed to tell a really interesting story with the other team uh, in how, you know, Mike is like a really natural leader and, you know, is, they're not just giving up. Like, even when Drea is totally exhausted, like, they're still able to get to that final puzzle at the end. And I thought it was just a really, like, cool story they were able to tell in the, in the challenge. Yeah, it was really cool to see Mike, you know, in in, in his own way, do his best, best uh, Jonathan impression here. And, you know, again, in in his own way, carried the team on his back. Uh, Literally. Yeah, literally He is just Jonathan plus 25 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I, and you know, is... leads into a moment they have later, yeah, but we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. Right, yeah. So, pretty cool challenge. And I like how we get to see both sides of it in, like, a really natural feeling way. It, it didn't feel like they were really playing this up necessarily of like, oh, look at them, like, you know, overcoming these dramatic challenges in the, in the you know, world of Survivor. It's so heroic. Look at them be heroes, right? It's just very well, like, I don't know, good, strong teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing, nothing feels like forced here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like everyone's doing you know things that make sense and end up being entertaining to watch yeah so we start with the challenge pretty good uh and then you know the beginning of this episode is kind of just like your typical sort of merge stuff um you have one group who is kind of going off to the reward i don't know about you all i I kept my eyes open for like little scroll right for a little advantage (laughs) i never found anything uh i have to imagine there's like something out yeah. there but who knows or maybe there's, there's just enough in the, in the game, game that they decided not to yeah uh so like they do the applebee's thing <laughs> um and then back at camp we have everyone sad because they're not at applebee's uh we do get an interesting kind of shout the out first time ever people were sad to not be at applebee's <laughs> <laughs> We get an interesting kind of shout out where Drea just nails the concept of the hourglass. Yeah, so that was wild. This blew my mind uh, because, like you mentioned, even Jeff giving like a relatively big hint that, like, hey, the person going to the island, going to exile, is going to like get some power. Uh, it's still so vague what it could be because it could. You can think of a ton of stuff that you know quote-unquote can change the game mm-hmm. but seeing drea just you know out of nowhere g- getting exactly what it is is crazy it's absurd and i i was i was you know genuinely impressed yeah the the deduction the deductive reasoning is just out of this world yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was just really really cool moment to just see it like locked on right there. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure it was also just like it's even if it's just an idea that she sort of threw out without thinking too much about it. The fact that she came up with it, I think, still had 
a huge impact on like just how the gameplay uh played out because if she thinks of that right and they start making plans um before the reveal and all that if that's still in the back of her mind then that affects you know who she's uh, who she aligns with who she targets and who like it just affects so much just the fact that the idea is out yeah, there and yeah. they did a really good job of setting up this alliance like cross quote-unquote tribe from the uh the the safe group and the not safe group to kind of have a contingency plan for either outcome even though they weren't even certain mm-hmm. that that's the way the game was gonna go yeah and it's, it's just like such a big deal that that is a thing that they did at all because you know uh last season it wasn't on their minds at all it was just like this huge big shock but with this cast they're you know just that half step ahead of it where you know in this like worst case scenario they're at least thinking about it and i think that unfortunately they did come to even worst case scenario (laughs) right um but just like seeing them work through that even before ever getting confirmation is just like you know it's very intelligent and and surprisingly high level gameplay for like um a lot of the players here that i didn't really peg as like these strategic threats yeah it's it's a nice balance in the casting for this season now that we've kind of like come to the central merge point that like there are so many unique characters and personalities here but they're all still pretty decent at the the game portion and you know not mm-hmm. everybody but for the most part like you know it feels like everybody kind of knows what they're doing without necessarily being like oh the only thing i know how to do is like play the strategy game yeah so it's just a really like natural cast yeah the and you know we can sort of touch on it a little just like this episode especially I, I was already mostly sold on the cast. Um, and, you know, I, I had pretty high opinions of the cast as a whole, but especially after this episode, I'm really, really impressed with the casting here. It just feels like this really well-rounded group of people in terms of, like, personalities, in terms of, like, gameplay, uh, not just, like, skill, but, like, how they go about it and the way they think about the game uh the relationships and just like i i'm just the cast shined so much in this episode it makes me really look forward to what we might see in future seasons because you know there was there in a point like uh where the casting was getting very stale i i think and mm-hmm. there was always you know a few good people on the casts but no one or no one season where it's just like, wow, everyone here is totally incredible. Uh, especially we've had like some misfires in recent seasons in terms of the people who were casted. So uh, I think it's it's pretty solid the way that this is all set up here. Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of that does come down to uh, CBS's push a few seasons back to bring more diversity into their reality series. Yeah. 
which has brought a lot of people from different walks of life, which leads yeah, to more for sure. characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think another part of why the cast just got to be so great this episode is because they were given time, right? And just imagine trying to condense this vote, this merge episode into an hour and how much stuff would need to be cut, whether it's um, strategy that would, you know, make us feel like the vote didn't make sense or uh, missing relationships that would have been, you know, really important or impactful, whether it affects the game or not. Um, But given this extra time and this extra room to breathe, we get to just see everything as opposed to uh, the editing sort of being forced into a a one-track narrative that's very focus because that's what it has to be based on you know just how much time there is yeah yeah really you know even if we don't get this every uh episode necessarily i'm glad that it seems like they recognize um the power of these longer type of episodes because we had a long premiere right Mm-hmm. So we had the long premiere, and now we have a long merge episode, and then we'll have like you know obviously the long finale, which usually ends up a little rushed. But you know, there's one less episode, or you know, one less week <laughs> technically uh, in this season compared to 41. And you know, I'd be curious if that's the way they kind of end up going, is where they put more emphasis on like having more you know long or double episodes in exchange for like being on air less um just because it increases the quality of the show so much Mm -hmm. so i'm sure these are things that they are kind of thinking about behind the scenes yeah i will say my one concern is (laughs) the fact that this double episode sort of thing you know also counting last season as sort of a double episode um is that I don't want this twist to keep happening. You know, as much <laughs> as great as this episode is, I uh, I really, really still hate this hourglass twist. Uh, again, for all, you know, the same reasons that we talked about last season, there's really no reason not to hit it. If you're, you know, being sent here, you're probably closer to the bottom than you would like. So, you know, of course you're going to hit it. Um and there's also this weird, like, meta question where, you know, do they even get to do it again? Because uh, the next season of people will have seen this twist right. twice. And you don't want to so, throw that challenge. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, as soon as Jeff around the merge episode goes, all right, we're splitting into two teams. Everyone's going to look at each other and go, this is the this is the one. Mm-hmm. And then if they do throw and it's, oh, the twist this time is that we didn't do it. So you threw for no reason. Then it was like, that's still not, that's not good TV. That's not good gameplay. That's not interesting. Um, So I'm hoping that because of that, they just literally can't do this kind of thing again. Uh, But I hope that inside of them not doing this um, twist, they still, the value in 
you know the longer yeah. episode yeah i think in terms of like an advantage they with this season especially they've kind of gotten like all of the mileage they're really gonna get out of this hourglass unless they like continue to change it up because really like you know of course we haven't seen what happens if they don't hit it but if they don't hit it then that, that's like pretty yeah. boring and there's like no payoff to setting the whole like all right rock troy is just back from exile island and he had a choice to make. <laughs> he could have smashed the hourglass and flipped all of your stuff. And you know what he did? You know what Roxroy did? He didn't smash the hourglass. Continue on, everybody. Yeah. yeah. He did nothing. I, uh, so it's that. But it's like, this episode especially, I feel like so much of the strategy flourishes because of the very specific sequence of like people thinking that the vote would only be yeah. on certain targets. And then suddenly it switches to other targets and like one of the targets wins immunity. So now they have to like totally rethink everything. Right. And it creates a super incredible like strategic move that, you know, we can talk about later. But none of that would have happened if there wasn't an hourglass. It would have just been like one of the two original yeah. targets. going. Well, uh, one of the two originals was on the flip. They had one specific target lined up for either outcome. Um, and mm -hmm. Uh, that's uh, one was Tori, one was Chanel, and Tori ended up having to do the challenge because of the hourglass, and actually winning it. Right, but I, I, I think what Tune is trying to say is if they had just merged normally and only uh, one person was immune tonight, then yeah, they that's have true to too. And yeah, and just like going forward, I don't think there's like a more interesting story they could make yeah. out of the hourglass. So I'd rather they just leave it here as like, look, it really worked well this time, as opposed to like continue to run it into the ground, unless they want to like try yeah, and true. really change it or like do something significantly different with the. And idea. I I feel like the uh the like exile part was really, it was definitely a lot better this season. Not. Yeah. Can we talk about Roxroy making an entire shelter? Yeah, just on, just on for the exile. fact that yeah, Roxroy was uh he was more solid in an alliance, not necessarily on the bottom. So he didn't really have a whole lot to worry about going out there and he was a lot better at being out there than Erica was last season. And um he mm -hmm. was just a champion all the way through. He didn't it didn't break him. It didn't like it didn't lose he didn't lose any morale he he actually gained morale out of it he had some insightful commentary about you know life in the game outside of the game what this all means and uh, roxroy was just an absolute champion yeah, it, it was really impressive and it, and for someone like roxroy who's been kind of like dunked on by the show a lot and how he's been shown yeah. to us uh i feel like you know this is probably like his moment and, you know, we might not see him really, like, do anything too cool from here on out. He might continue to blunder a little bit. But, like, at least he got this really cool scene. You know, he got to throw out, like, a bunch of, like, fun, like, references and just, like, really be himself for a little bit. And you could tell he really thrived yeah. in that environment. Uh, so I'm glad he kind of got his piece instead of just being like, oh, look how bad this guy is at Survivor over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I I definitely enjoyed his time out there as a viewer, and uh, it seems like he enjoyed his time out there too, un unlike last season when Erica was just 
like miserable breaking right. down. Worth noting the weather was a lot crying better. all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. But um, he even like made his, himself his own shelter just in case it rained, mm-hmm. you know. So I I feel like he was just better equipped to do it. I mean, I I don't think we've ever seen anybody actually make a shelter on Exile Island before. Yeah, in any season of the show, and he put it together a pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, very very impressive show yeah. from Roxroy. Props to him. And like, I mean, already right, we're getting a ton of impressive oh. stuff from <laughs> all these random people that you know weren't necessarily on my radar as like getting development but like even the this episode even had survival and thrival uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> yep. you know is impressive and it's just like it really like this episode really does everything yeah and there were a lot of good character moments good like one-on-ones or small group conversations where people learn more about each other especially like um hopping into this new tribe with new people you haven't really had the chance to talk to this season so far like between them and uh this would be a three-hour show if we went into each and every one of them but a a lot of good character moments conversations and man it was just really impressive the the editing and what they managed to catch on camera and show the world i i i think what's an important part about like this casting that we've talked a little about a, a little bit about is that everybody has like a story to tell out here uh you know they've overcome like something kind of a production choice uh like that production's been trying to highlight because we saw like that's been highlighted by the personal story vignettes that we kind of mm-hmm. haven't been getting the past two seasons yeah and you know it not only just makes the show a little more interesting but it's like you know you're putting people who are like specifically interesting all grouped up together and it just creates you know even more interesting interactions so it's just all all very well done and yeah the show does a really great job of showing those to us as well and like the execution is is done pretty well yeah very concise but very dense yeah for sure um Let's see, should we? I know I know there's like there's a lot that happens here. Uh <laughs> and you know, we don't necessarily need to cover it all. Uh we have like the actual hourglass moment with Jeff uh, you know, showing up on exile is kind of a big gap where we like check in with Rock's gonna shake on his rice. Yeah. So Rock's is very funny here, I feel like, because Jeff comes <laughs> up, he's very like, Oh, I'm like, wow, you made an entire like shelter all by yourself? He's like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, <laughs> but you know, I'm cooking rice, so <laughs> just gotta keep keep tracking that. Yeah. I'll talk to you, but don't let me forget about my rice. <laughs> uh yeah, it's really funny. Uh and they play it off like Rock's Roy might actually have a reason to like not hit the hourglass, which of course he doesn't yeah yeah uh yeah and then we jump right into the actual immunity challenge uh of course everyone is shocked about the hourglass but didn't talk about people running off (laughs) okay go ahead i don't know it was just a funny moment i enjoyed it (laughs) oh yeah yeah very that was a very funny moment so the lines of eight was talking uh and uh chanel comes up and they're talking about chanel and how they want to get her out 
and then uh, they all talk a bit, and then they run out of fake stuff to talk about. So they all uh, say, hey, I'm going to go uh, catch clams or crabs or whatever. Uh, and then they're having another meeting later on, and they say, oh, Chanel's coming up. Crap. Okay, guys, we can't all run off this time. It'll be super suspicious if we do it twice. <laughs> and then they and absolutely they do it twice. <laughs> okay, but did you hear about how... Most awkward moment. But did yeah. you hear the story about how high was in the water and then the water was up to their necks? You see, clearly the story they should have been talking about is the story of the rabbit eating its dinner in the mailbox. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, there's just so much grace in a game of soccer, it makes me cry. That's funny. Yeah, it, for a group of people who, you know, were at least being shown, like, wow, look how good they are at Survivor. Look at this giant alliance they're making. When <laughs> Chanel walks up, they just are, like, so poorly equipped to handle that. Yeah, very, very awkward moments for sure. And, you know, it's really just like tipping off Chanel like that she is not included in this group in any way. You see, obviously we have the, you know, the the ability to, you know, reflect on how we would act since we're not in the moment. But you think you'd at least, you know, the easiest thing you can do is turn around the situation. Chanel, what are you thinking about the vote tonight? Yeah. It's yeah, just no just attempt. Anything. <laughs> yeah. And you'd think it'd be one of those things, especially the survivor experts would like think about like, oh, if I'm having a conversation and somebody who I don't want to hear walks up, like, what do I start talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you're Because starved... people, people at this point are running around trying to formulate a strategy, trying to get names of people that they want to vote. So at this point, you don't want to like have somebody in your alliance that's maybe not in this group and like throw out their name because Chanel can just run off and be like, Oh, they were saying they're going to vote for you. Even if you like as a group of four, go and tell this person, we were just trying to get Chanel off our backs. That still creates like a lingering feeling of paranoia, you know, like were they actually talking about me? Like, uh, so it's, it's always the question of like, it, even if it's not real, why is it your name? You know, it's like it's 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 like um with Chanel throwing a vote at Mike at the beginning of the episode, right? It, you know, it wasn't really like Chanel specifically wanted to target Mike, but that was still the vote that she picked, right? So it's still like, even if it didn't end up doing anything even if it was not necessarily um you know a thing a vote against mike is more just you know making her best play yeah mike still has to look at that and go oh well it was me you know if it was her choice it's me next Mm -hmm. right and yeah it's the same thing with these conversations if you name drop somebody then even if they have no intention of actually doing it that has very significant implications yeah you're put on yeah. the radar and and her decision probably was what put her into this position this episode so um yeah that's that's where one small decision you make can come back to bite you immediately mm-hmm. and create create these awkward situations where you have four or five people talking about you on the beach and then you walk up and then they all just split. <laughs> right. 
Because really, like, just nobody trusts Chanel. And then, yeah, and then you just you just know what's going on and can't really do anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, the challenge. <laughs> uh, we got the old, uh, you know, pick up the block with the letter on it and then walk along the rope and put it on this little swinging platform and then walk back and do that again a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to say, like, from the viewer perspective, I was really rooting on Tori to uh not win this one even though i have her on my tribe just because like i uh, i really like the the alliance that formed and um there there was a tweet that i saw where uh tori had her eye upside down so she technically <gasps> shouldn't have won i think there might be some letters where that matters and some letters where it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the official rule yeah uh, but really, yeah. you know, it's the classic tale of the the bunny eating. Di- I mean, uh, of oh, this person is supposed to go home tonight, and then they win immunity. <laughs> yep, the the very yeah. classic situation. I mean, like, like right, like even this episode even has that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this episode has everything. Uh, yeah. So you know, first real individual immunity challenge for Jonathan. He does not win it. He was close. Yeah. For for me, like this challenge was extremely tense because the front runners at first were Jonathan and High, and then they both wipe out, and then and then we got Tori, who I uh, you know played around with TB during our redraft. Do I want Tori or do I want Roxroy? Uh-huh. Uh, and I I didn't think I wanted Tori, and I think I'm very glad with my decision at this point, but. You know, I was like, oh, man, maybe I made the wrong choice there. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it could set up for a very solid, like, underdog situation fighting from the bottom, like, all the way through. And uh, she might not win, but I don't think she's likable to win final tribal. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it won't net a win, but it could net me a lot of points regardless. Yeah. Depending on how far it goes. If she gets goaded, you know, if she can survive a little bit longer. Yeah. So yeah, Tor- Tori wins this challenge, uh, and then we're kind of thrown into this like situation where we can kind of look at like where each individual person is on like kind of the totem pole of the tribe. Or it, it, it really just ends up where like it's Tori, Chanel, and then like Marianne are all kind of like people that the bigger group is like willing to sacrifice. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if we will actually get through those, like, <laughs> all of those people. Uh, obviously, it doesn't even get started this episode. But if we'll be able to, like, get through these people before uh, the group starts, like, trying to go after themselves and get out the, the threats in the game. Well, uh, just one tribal or just one challenge, individual immunity challenge already had them knock one of their numbers out mm-hmm. because they had to they had no other choices mm-hmm. i mean the in the other thing that this challenge did was sort of set up the potential fractures because we had uh jonathan as a target right mm-hmm. so even if you know the three that you mentioned are quote-unquote on the bottom people are still rightfully having their eyes on 
Jonathan as, you know, the, the classic challenge threat. And it was pretty You can't close. say the word classic anymore without me thinking you're going to talk about bunnies and mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's like, just setting those things up uh, here is, you know, it'll be interesting to see if those come to pass in the future. But the other thing that it does is make what does end up happening even more uh, impressive because with the target on Jonathan, um, people who were in his alliance like um, Lindsay, you know, on her, his uh, his tribe mates um, were pretty okay with that. They, they were ready to vote him out if that's what it came to and if that's what the group wanted. Um, and so, you know, they were already ready to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, and certainly an element too of this, like being the merge vote, and like nobody wants to go home at the merge vote. So it's a bit like the the first boot, where like everyone's just trying to find any reason to get rid of somebody as long as it's not them. However, uh, you know we do still have people who are you know doing their best to angle and leverage their way, so it's not just surviving this vote, but it's setting things up to best suit them in the future. Uh, Fred, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, Omer here and, like, what he was able to accomplish? Yeah, so, this play from Omer is absurd on every level, because just on paper, the situation is, Omer has no vote, and his closest alliance mates, his previous tribe mates, are ready to go at each other. Um, not necessarily, like, you know, super hard, but they're, they're ready to vote for each other if it means, you know, Lindsay stays or if it means Jonathan stays. They're ready to vote each other. And then he's having this conversation with Lydia, and she drops a pretty, like, nonchalant comment about how, you know, she's kind of in that position where she's like, you know, uh, just wants to work with the num numbers, just wants to, you know, get to the next vote. Um, she doesn't really care who it is or who she's working with. And, you know, Omer picks up on this, this one little comment and says, okay, this is like the opportunity. This is the chance to, you know, take control and make the vote more beneficial to him and his closest alliance mates. And so suddenly he, you know, obviously goes to the people you would expect, his closest alliance mates, and says, um, just explains, here's what Lydia's doing. We can vote her, you know, whatever. Um, and of course, manages to swing his alliance. But the the most impressive thing about this whole thing, beyond the fact that just getting this vote to happen again from this position of so little power is the fact that he told high uh yeah that he told high to his face that he wants to vote uh lydia here yeah because that on paper and when i was watching it my first thought is oh god this is the moment that omer threw you know omer had this incredible play was doing everything correct um you know stemmed from this really small thing it's just like this strategic uh 
masterpiece, if you will. <laughs> um, but one slip up and, you know, hold high. And now high is going to go and, and turn it back on Omer. And, you know, then Omer goes home is kind of what I was thinking. Um, but that's not what happens. High changes his mind and votes against Lydia. That, that was and, like what I was super surprised to see is it wasn't just yeah. like a respect of the move, but actually like joining in it. I, I think really what this comes down to is this was a play to save the Alliance as it stood because at least the way we were presented it, Lydia was the first one to really try and say, well, if we can't, you know, act outside of our lines, let's shoot for the head, I guess, you know, the strongest member being Jonathan. Uh, and so I think High probably recognized that he, if he didn't lose Lydia now, he was going to have to blow up his entire spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just how things fell. Yeah, and with Jonathan still in the game, that is High's biggest shield currently. Yeah, everybody's uh, biggest shield. <laughs> I mean, true, <laughs> but it's yeah. especially High. Yeah, for sure. And um, that, that's just... the way he saw it, and so you know, sacrifices had to be made. I guess. Yeah, it did shock me when the when I saw the votes at the end of the episode that High did that, and I'm like, well, you know, it makes sense, but still, that's. It was a crazy move to go to High and Mike and be like, will you vote Lydia with me? Mm -hmm. And yeah. with High and Mike being the two biggest Lydia allies. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, I think this will, despite being, you know, relatively risky in the moment in case it turned around going forward, I think this is actually going to be like a very essential part of Omer making this move. Because now he hasn't blindsided, uh, you know, High and and Jonathan or High and Mike. Because I think we've even seen it was earlier with like the Ika how they didn't tell Roxroy because they like weren't sure how he was going to react with the Swathy vote. Mm -hmm. So like you know they didn't want to necessarily like exclude him, but just to keep things simple, uh, they didn't tell him and that's not the position Omer has kind of put these people in. So when now when they get back to camp, it's not like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Or like, oh, I respect the move, but like, man, now I feel really left out. It's like, you know, Omer went up and said, hey, like, this is what we need to do as a team for, like, the best of our games. Yeah. And, like, I just, again, can't believe that it worked, that high swath, because... We even were reminded of it like several times in this episode that High was willing to go to rocks and Lydia was willing to go to rocks for for High. Well, um, there is one distinction to make. High was willing to threaten to go to rocks. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think, but like, it just really shows even putting that out there. Yeah, it, it shows the power of like the social game, and obviously, like there was lots of strategy behind this, but you know it part of it it takes guts to go up to somebody's closest ally and tell them that like you want to get them off uh or yeah. vote them off rather and yeah phrasing that would be a different show <laughs> phrasing? and you know being able to actually convince them that it was like the right move to make so just very very impressive from omer and like if this is all omer does and then he kind of just like keeps chilling for the rest of the game and he ends up at the final three 
you know, it could be enough to like. He, yeah, he's he's he still already has a resume. Yeah, to like you like, know, this move if it puts him on the right track and like puts his numbers in the lead through the rest of the game, like you know, that could be enough for him to just like win the game. Yeah, and it's it's not just that it's a big move, and you know, impressive in in like like you said, impressive in like the blind side or whatever part of it. It's it's the fact that it was a big move and it's basically perfect <laughs> yeah. i literally can't think of a single thing that could have gone better yeah because again the the biggest risk in it was telling high and even that worked out even that was the the best uh choice to make there and like i, I it's just the perfect play <laughs> like i you know maybe that's mm-hmm. a bit uh a bit of exaggeration but like it really feels that way yeah well like, what i'm curious to see here is you know obviously in this episode it was executed very well and everything went off well and you know it's all great but how soon or like how much sooner does this make other people start to realize like did do you guys realize what omer just did like how he just totally swapped the vote for his benefit and how well it went. He's a very big threat. We should get rid of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it worked, but like, you know, did that raise his threat level too much to the point where he's just like, you know, destined to go home now because he's on everybody's radar compared to if he just, you know, let someone like Jonathan go home and try and make it work from, from there on out. Yeah, I feel like uh, him not having a vote really works in his benefit in that aspect for the sake of, like, well, I was just passing words on because I had actual no stake in the when the vote came around. Mm-hmm. So you could have 100% flipped it, and I would have had to be fine with that. Yeah, you know? I guess it, yeah, it just depends on how much people really think about it and how much they even, like, know about what he really did yeah well with the size of the alliance you know everybody's gonna know yeah because like from what it seemed from what we were shown it was definitely like him not only coming up with the plan but also like executing on it and he was the one going to everyone um which you know could trigger a lot of their red flags but i think it's also possible that because of the way he did it in the like micro sense in the actual like conversations the way he went about it might lower their guard to that even if like everything um on paper is like should be you know triggering those red flags mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, just re- really impressive. I think in the Tribal Council itself, there's not really, like, too much to really, uh, like, acknowledge here. Uh, obviously, like, there weren't any big errors. I guess the, the main thing that's standing out in my memory is the giant beetle. <laughs> it returns. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. But otherwise I, guess, I think the i think the one thing to mention is like as we were watching it the way it was shown to us it really felt like 
Marianne was the vote. That is yeah. true. Um, Marianne with and, the balls of steel, honestly, to not play your <laughs> idol. Yeah, oh, that that was the other thing. I, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That, that. that was also just crazy. Like, huge ups to her for not playing it, because I 100,000% would have played it. Yeah. yeah. Without does, a doubt. Uh, does Marianne still have her shot in the dark? Yes. 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 And she didn't even play that? Yeah, I mean, definitely nope. you would play your idol first, but uh yeah pretty would you though i yeah. think yeah, so i vote. mean if you lo- play shot in the dark you lose your vote and you only have a one in oh, six fair shot enough, yeah so if you have an idol you might as well still vote and get the confirmed safety yeah shot in yeah. the dark is like a a last minute contingency plan it's a shot in the dark yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a shot in the dark. and there it is <laughs> And that's why it's called Shot in the Dark. Roll credits. All right. But yeah, really impressed by this whole episode. Um, I I loved Lydia in the game. Wish she could have stayed longer, but man, that that was peak television this week. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. And and I I said it, you know, sort of jokingly, but it is also true that this is even just watching it knowing that i was going to most likely lose a person so long as it wasn't jonathan i was so excited right i've never been happier to see two of (laughs) the people on my tribe be at risk because it was just so fun and entertaining to watch that like either case whether it was lydia or marianne or even jonathan i would have been like this episode was incredible. This vote was crazy. You know, just it was everything. So even even though I am, you know, losing out here, it, it was just so sick. All worth it in the end. Yeah, and I am the first person this season to solidly have a prediction come true. That is true. Yeah, true. What was it? Uh, last week I predicted that Roxroy would outlast Lydia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened. I did it. (laughs) Faster than I was expecting, probably. All right. So does anybody have any, like, last things they want to say about this episode before we move on to points? I guess the only thing to, like, touch on a little bit, obviously we don't want to go, like, too specific, but, like, some of the pairs that we were shown things like um mike and jonathan and uh high and romeo um those two pairs uh beyond just being you know these really interesting um touching like uh conversations and relationships developing and whatever um could become important in, in game uh gameplay wise moving forward yeah i mean especially like the first time officially meeting if they suddenly become like an importance alliance important alliance this is probably where they're gonna like set that up for us yeah yeah and i feel like they did a good job of showing that on several fronts Mm -hmm. definitely okay so we are now going to move into the kind of like second part of our show here uh where Based on all the picks we made in our redraft last week, we each earn a certain amount of points for different things people do in the show. 
and let's go over them starting with me because even though we're back all on the same page uh <laughs> i kind of ended up in a situation where one of my people Lindsay, uh was not able to compete in the challenge because she pulled the wrong colored rock and my other two people were on the team that lost the first challenge <laughs> so right <laughs> where everybody else kind of gets some decent challenge points i just didn't get anything <laughs> so uh there's that uh i did get a point because Lindsay was chosen to go to applebee's and she also got a, a stray vote from roxroy during tribal oh yeah that was also hilarious <laughs> i totally forgot about that one so I end up Lindsay just catching strays. Yeah, so I ended up with eight points this episode. Uh, not very impressive, especially considering the gap that is growing between me and the rest of the pack. Uh, then next we have a tie between uh, Fred and TB for points, but they kind of got there in different ways. Uh, Fred had Marianne and Lydia, who were both on the team that won that first like reward challenge is essentially what we're calling it. And then Marianne got a vote, but didn't go home. Uh, so we ended up with 13 points total. Uh, TB only had one person, who was Tori, win that group challenge. But Tori also won immunity. So Tori is kind of carrying the team there. <laughs> and <laughs> he made up to 13 points. But uh, Soaring is the one who kind of makes it out big this week. Uh, you got... Uh, Jonathan and High winning the challenge. You have Jonathan getting a uh, vote in safe at the end of the episode. And then Roxroy uh, manages to pull in some more points here too. Uh, he gets points for being sent to the Exile Island. and He gets points for being the main character of the episode. Yeah, and then he gets yeah. a chance <laughs> die uh, also for that sort of experience. We don't have any points tied directly to interacting with the hourglass, uh, but I think well, that's the, the twist. Points, I think right? the points you get for going to exile plus the chance die, I think, more than makes up for it. Especially considering like Roxway's probably gonna hit the hourglass no matter what. Yeah. So those are the points for this episode. Uh, totals, just to go over like the you know full cumulative numbers we've earned so far. I'm sitting down at seventy three points. Uh, then next we got two people pretty close to each other we have fred at 91 points and soaring at 95 points uh it's really interesting to watch these two kind of like fight over uh second place <laughs> for most of the season uh and then all the way at the top we have tb who is able to maintain his lead pretty well uh finally breaking in the triple digits at 104 nice let's go you better, you better watch out tb i'm coming for you i see that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm only nine nine points behind you better watch out so fred has dropped yeah, off I mean, lydia so it'll make it a little harder for him to get points but you know for sure uh it'll be interesting to see the game is still young what happens from here on out i mean you know it who knows maybe you all start losing players and i like just start earning more <laughs> points and i go back to first place who knows anything could happen right <laughs> anything could happen <laughs> anything yeah uh hey, hey zoe can you prepare the trivia yeah that, that'll be great <laughs> so we'll see you know 
all things considered, it's still a you know relatively close game, especially since we all got a little bit of a second life, or I guess maybe if you were soaring, you got knocked down a peg. But we've been equalized <laughs> to a certain I don't know. I, I think my new tribe is generally stronger than my old tribe. Yeah. So, you know, we've been, we've been set up a little better here. <laughs> uh, more equally, at least. So we'll see see what happens. Yeah, I, I this deep into the game and the points being this close is still very cool. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, very like, exciting. if we maintain these, like, margins even, you know, like, if I have the winner of the game, like, I, you know, that would be enough points earned to, like, boost me above TB, na- like, right now, pretty much. So mm-hmm. it all kind of depends on how things shake out, who gets bursts of points and who loses players uh, I'm, I'm a little invested in this one i think it'll be a, a interesting story no matter who ends up winning this this time around between us yeah i do like the whole cast they are incredible yeah okay of this podcast yeah the cast is podcast great <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You guys, the you guys podcast cast is great for sure <laughs> okay so now is the time uh, since we have all kind of had an opportunity to see our people play for an episode or two episodes, if that's how you're considering it, uh, now's the time for trades. <laughs> we go in order of offers of whoever has the least points, which uh, always puts me as making the first trade offers for the next little bit. Um, I mean, I don't really know if i have any moves to make here uh romeo we didn't really talk about this episode kind of had like an interesting experience where like he really wanted to get jonathan out like really badly and then that ended up not happening and i feel like it just wasn't really a great look for romeo but like i feel like romeo still has a like the potential to you know maybe win one of those like balance type challenges with his frame i don't know if i w- <clears throat> excuse me uh i don't know if i would want to trade or like you know attempt to trade someone like romeo and roxroy or something i feel like i'm just afraid to touch roxroy at this point i feel like <laughs> whether i try and get him or not like whoever i get rid of is going to like end up earning more points uh <laughs> and you know Everyone else just, I feel like, is even more volatile. Like, Chanel had, like, a really scary episode in terms of, like, her future chances. Uh, So I think I'll just kind of, like, sit and wait things out, personally. I think that makes sense, given given your squad. Yeah, so... You haven't even seen the next time on. Ooh. That's true. Uh, So that means next up is Fred, if you have any... Thing you want to try and go over marianne's kind of in like a shaky uh, place but who knows what happens from here on out yeah that's the thing right like i never trade omar because it, omar wins uh but and i like marianne still just like as a character um but yeah a- after this episode especially when you know she was the other potential vote doesn't make me feel great about her right um i mean now that i'm thinking about it if you want to do romeo and marianne i'd be more you know happy to do that i think that that's reasonable but i'm probably not going to um i don't think that'd be like a bad trade i just 
I think given beyond just their positions, Marianne obviously having like uh she just has an idol, right? She doesn't have anything else. She, didn't she find maybe I thought she had an extra vote, but I think it was that she lost her vote. Yeah. I think yeah. she just has an idol. Um, but yeah, just the fact that she has an idol makes me much more inclined to keep her, even if like this episode kind of just told you directly that, you know, if it came down to it, other than Tori and Chanel, it would be Marianne here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that that is set in stone, A, um, and B, even if it is, that kind of just means that she'll play the idol and get me points anyways. Right. Um, what if we do the trade, so... but I give you the advantage points she earns for the idol? That's interesting. I think I have to think about that one. Okay. <laughs> that one's more complicated. Who who are the the uh players that are on the amulet squad? It's it's Drea High and Lindsay. 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 Okay. And they kinda talked about it a little bit this episode, right? They like got together, but yes. they didn't really yes. like make any definitive like we're a tight alliance or i hate you all i'm gonna vote you out (laughs) yeah they basically just said hey let's you know use it to all of our benefits Mm -hmm. very political um right and you know maybe they mean it sincerely or at least you know maybe one of them does um but I would be very surprised if that stays that stays that way, especially with a player like Drea, who I feel like is more willing to push her game forward if it meant mm-hmm. or if it required um, cutting one of them out. Um, but at least for now, it doesn't seem like they are uh, using it as like a target of any kind, and it seems like they're pretty chill with each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth creating, like, rifts in the game to get, like, one next step of the advantage here. Yeah. Yeah, and I... Because the other thing with that is that you can only do it one at at a time. So unless you get the other person in the three to go along with it, if you, you know, let's say, hypothetically, Drea does blindside, like, Hi or Lindsay... Then the other person just goes, okay, well, now it's just me. Right now, I'm uh-huh. the next person on the chopping block for Drea. Yeah, or even if, like, um, you know, like, High goes to Drea and is like, hey, we should just get rid of Lindsay so our amulet can be a little more powerful. At that point, Drea can go to Lindsay and be like, did you know that High, like, wants to get you out? Like, he's trying to, you know, get you out because of the, the amulet here. Let's just get rid of him now. We benefit because our amulet's better, and someone who's trying to get rid of you was gone. So I was like, yeah, whoever makes so the like, first move, I feel like kind of is in trouble. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just it's too hard to make a play like that without instantly revealing your hand. Mm-hmm. So, so soaring. Anything? Any tr- potential trades you would like to yeah, we'll consider? Give, give Fred some time to think. <laughs> oh okay. Oh, well, oh I, I can't make a decision right now. It's I will like actually need the week, <laughs> to, week. to consider it. 
That one, that one is complicated. Okay. Well, uh, keep keep your eyes peeled on the spreadsheet if that trade does end up going through outside of the recording. Maybe I'll remember even to tweet about it. Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll mention it next time if it happens too. So follow uh, us on Twitter. Sorry. Me? Uh, yeah. No, I, I feel very secure in my position right that now. Makes sense. Like. <laughs> Like I, I don't think I've ever had as much confidence in a tribe that, that I've got right now. Like like obviously Roxroy is the bottom rung in my tribe right now, but I also don't think there's many successful trades I can make for Roxroy. Yeah, there's not like a huge reason to like really get rid of Roxroy here either. Like no, nah, he, he he's not obviously on the bottom in the current situation. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be like blowing up anybody's game either. So, like, there's not really a harm in just, like, kind of keeping them around to take care of the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and finally, TB, top of the pack. Tune. Yeah? I have a proposition for you. Okay, let's hear it. I would trade you Chanel for Lindsay plus two of my chance die. Hmm. For potential 12 points and whatever Chanel can bring you. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, I think Chanel is going to kind of end up in that spot where, like, we expect her to go home. Yeah. But she just manages to, like, keep hanging around <laughs> is what I expect. Uh, however, I feel decently confident in Lindsay to kind of just like stick around even more like where i kind of see Lindsay right now is going to the finale at the very least um and who knows if she like manages to like be sitting at the final three spot or not but either way i don't think i i can trade Lindsay away uh who really doesn't have any red flags compared to someone like chanel who is a red flag it is a walking <laughs> yeah. So, I like the idea, but I, I don't think I could do that. Okay. That's all I've got. All right. That's our trade section for this week. So, we do have a voicemail here sent in by Jimmer. And so we'll give that a listen here real quick. And if he asks a question, we'll respond to it. If he has a comment, we'll offer our insight. Uh, but let's go ahead and hear what he has to say. Hey, everybody. The Jimmer here. You may remember me from such classics as last season. Anyways, my voicemail is inspired by what Jeffrey Probst reminded us that Erica was in the same spot that Roxroy was last year. Well... How does Roxroy win this season? <laughs> I need all the mental gymnastics. Please, please tell me how we can still win the game. Okay, so thanks to Jimmer for the voicemail. If anybody listening wants to send us in one, uh, you can do so over at rngshow.com. There's a little button you can press, record a message, and we'll listen to it just like that. Uh, in terms of Roxroy winning the game, I think, first of all, he It'd is be very difficult. <laughs> he is in the most powerful alliance currently in the game right now. 
Um, and yeah. Andy got pulled into it without even having to have any agency in like making the alliance. They they mm-hmm. they just are like Roxroy is with us one hundred percent. They pulled him in. So um for him to win the game. Yeah, and that's why he voted for Lindy. Right. Yeah, for 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 <laughs> but he wasn't anywhere close to being on the chopping block is what I'm trying to say. For him to yeah. turn this into a win for him, he would need to establish his own agency within the alliance. Um he would need to um get out the threats uh like omer um high and then eventually jonathan but he would also need to keep a shield to uh to take him towards the end to dump toward towards the last episode um he also very critically needs to chill the <laughs> out yeah, which which I think I think his time in exile has kind of mellowed him out. He had his opportunity to reflect. He um mm-hmm. he's coming into this game and he didn't have much time to interact with the inner workings of this vote because of that limited time constraint due to exile. So, um but I feel he yeah, if he manages to establish agency with his, his alliance uh, slowly whittle the numbers down, kind of uh, goat style, and then um, <laughs> and then make a big play towards the end. I feel he has a decent shot. Yeah, if, at if there was a time for him to like make a significant difference in how he's been playing the game, it would definitely be now. Like hitting the merge, coming out of exile. Uh, I think even if he's not necessarily making the decisions, just kind of like letting things settle a little bit, but then really once there is kind of a clear division between like the top half of threats and the lower half, like he would need to be the one to organize a move of like gathering up, you know, Marianne, Chanel, uh, rocks, Roy, (laughs) and (laughs) making, uh, you know, a move that would like significantly change who is in power of the game and continue to ride out like the group of misfits to the end and like win a couple key challenges to kind of like slide into the final tribal i think i think it's also worth noting that roxroy uh as we mentioned before was brought into this alliance by drea separately of his own you know actions Mm -hmm. uh and the only people remaining on his tribe who saw you know old grumpy roxroy were tori and romeo and at least from where i'm standing they seem to be pretty well near the bottom of the you know the entire tribe hierarchy at this point so the people who you know already have bad experiences with rocks right might not be sticking around much longer yeah i think that could be important too however they will end up on the jury there's no avoiding that at this point Mm, but you know if he manages to like you know change his behavior at least on the island enough you know it, it could like it could happen it's also really important who he's sitting next to uh in terms of who's left at this point, uh, he would have to be sitting next to Chanel and Marianne. Tori. I think someone like Lindsay might actually make sense if she ends up just not really doing yeah. too much. And yeah, Chanel is someone who has, you know, either been targeted or she might end up screwing people over. Or obviously, like Omer 
uh, you know, lost his vote here, even though it worked out. So it's a mixture of like, he needs to do something to kind of show why he deserves to win this game. And then also go to the end with people who are even worse than him. But I just feel like it's, it's definitely an uphill climb. I don't know if I would necessarily call it impossible, but in all of the, like, uh, you know, throughout the multiverse, there's probably, like, one scenario where Roxroy wins. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is ours. is the universe, is the universe where Roxroy and Tori overcome yeah. the differences. Uh-huh. And become an unlikely power duo that, you know, looks like a complete mess to everyone on on outside of the duo and maybe a, a few alliance members. Uh, but in reality, they're running the game yep. <laughs> and then they get to the end. Right. And then, like we said, it's Roxroy, Tori and Chanel. And then every, he just makes sure that everyone yep. hates Tori more. Yeah. And then he wins. Or, or potentially just stay Ika strong through the entire individual game. Dump Drea at the last bit. Yep. And then uh, have more of a resume than Romeo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Roxor winning the game? <laughs> so uh, we hope that Roxor answered your wins. question, uh, dear listener. Uh, and... Once again, just reminding everybody that you can send in your own voicemail at rngshow.com. There should be a button somewhere on there that says, hey, voicemail, send it there. Yeah. Chance die. We got we them. Any, well, most of us da, da, have da, da, them. Da. Uh, does anybody want to roll some? Uh, upcoming on our next episode, uh, we are going to all need to roll all of the chance die we have. And anything that comes up with a one or less, apparently, uh, <laughs> we will lose <laughs> that chance die and will be gone forever. But all of the chance die that make it out alive uh, will be upgraded to a D8 instead of a D6. Uh, so if you have chance die and you want to roll them now while they are still D6s, uh, you can at least get some confirmed points out of that instead of just having them like disappear if you're particularly unlucky. I have to do the math on this. (laughs) Well, I think we'll have another opportunity to roll before we, uh, you know, like see if we're going to get rid of them next episode. So we have a week to think about it. Also worth considering, you know, now that the redraft is kind of passed by, there aren't too many super like, uh, you know, like valuable uses outside of points for the chance die, uh, except for going into the finale, we need to have as many chance die as we have people, uh, or else we're going to lose a bunch of points. So, Soaring, you got to start earning some more if you want to catch up. Uh, (laughs) Notably, we don't get chance die anymore for people who are voted out. Uh, Chance die are mainly gotten through, like, advantages and things related to advantages for the most part. There's also consecutive immunity wins, uh, which could happen with Jonathan. Who knows? I'm, I'm reading this, the rules for this penultimate episode, uh, Chance Die, and it says, I must roll Chance Dies for every player I can't cover. But if I don't got Chance Die, then what am I going to roll? 
then you lose points because you're unable to. Yeah, but what what would I be rolling? The, the rolls roll of three die. chance die. Clearly, we need to introduce a new type of die. Clearly, you need to <laughs> get better at reading. All right, so that uh, wraps everything up here for this week, if I'm not oh. mistaken. One more thing. One last thing. That I totally thing. forgot about. Go on. It's super duper mega messed up <laughs> that Lydia's not on the journey. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. So that just wraps it up for us here this week. It was a really great merge episode. Uh, I'm glad to have watched it. <laughs> if you want to go check out our other episodes, uh, those are all over at rngshow.com. While you're visiting, feel free to leave a voicemail. Thanks to Zoe for editing this episode, as always. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Uh, we reference our slideshow a lot. We have, in our slideshow, our, our slideshow over... <laughs> uh, get, get on it flying, make a slideshow, please. We need to give the people what they want. You can tell what I've been making a lot of in, in my classes lately. Uh, if you want to check out our spreadsheet, it's over at rngshow.com slash 42. We have the redraft over there. We have the points over there. Uh, so check that out. Uh, additionally, Flying made a timeline for this episode. It's very uh, nice and pretty. That'll be right in the show notes for you to check out if you want to kind of see the like play-by-play of every significant thing that happened in the episode. I guess even the insignificant things. Uh, there's also some details there if you're interested on like where the votes went for everybody. Uh, it, it's very neat. So that'll be in the show notes. Click that. At least take a look at it. It's really cool. And we will be back here next week uh, recording another episode of RNG Show for all of our fabulous, lovely listeners. Uh, whether it's going to be episode 7 or episode 8, I don't know, but we will be here nonetheless. See you then. Hey, thank you. Goodbye. With a little bit of chicken fried.